The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. A remarkable find emerged from a discarded bin. A torn up letter provides a rare glimpse into the minds of the mysterious couple whose lifeless bodies were discovered in their secluded home in Tipperary 18 months after they had died. Prior to this handwritten revelation, very little was known about them, but now their deep distrust of medical care in Ireland comes to light, adding another layer of intrigue to their mysterious story. The man with that story is Shane Phelan, the Legal Affairs Editor with the Irish Independent, joins me now. Shane, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Will you bring us back to the circumstances of the finding of the couple? Because when that news broke, we were all astonished that nobody, no delivery person, no uh, post person, nobody had realised that the couple were, in fact, dead inside their home. Yeah, so um, that discovery was made uh, on June the 20th last year. Um, uh, Gardaí made a welfare check at the house, uh, w- one of the neighbours became concerned. Um, now, the people living in the locality had thought that this couple, uh, Nicholas and Hilary Smith, had moved to France. Um, but um, after a period of time, it became uh, uh, unclear if, if that was actually true because their, their cars uh, were, were seen out the, uh, the back of the house. But um, for the most part, people thought they were gone. Uh, they had uh, written a letter to uh, a neighbour saying they were selling up and moving and that um, uh, an English couple was going to come and uh, and buy the house. Um, Nicholas Smith uh, was in contact with uh, uh, Sky to cut off the, uh, the TV subscription. They cancelled their bins. There was an email sent to their doctor saying they no longer needed their services. And uh, he put uh, the, the mail on hold as well. Um, so all the signs were there. They were gone. Um, apart from this one little thing, the cars were still out mm. to the back. So 18 months after anyone had last seen them, uh, Gardy made this welfare check. Uh, they needed a locksmith to help them get into the house. And they discovered um, uh, Nicholas Smith's uh, body uh, in his bed. And uh, Hilary Smith, she was uh, her body was found in an armchair uh, in the living room. Um, so all very shocking uh, for the community. Um, and um, we've since had uh, an inquest where there were open verdicts because the precise circumstances surrounding their deaths were not entirely clear. Um, there's no foul play or anything like that suspected mm. here, but just exactly what led them to remain in the house um, never really fully explained. Yeah. Now, there, um, there were other aspects to this uh, that indicated what they intended uh, would be that they would expire together in this house. The locks had had glue poured into them so that it required the services of a locksmith to open them. So clearly they did not want anyone to uh, enter the house. And then there was a a television which had been knocked over. Uh, Obviously they felt not fit for purpose anymore. They didn't need it. And then crockery uh, smashed. So this was, it it appears like, you know, knowing that the end was near, uh, this was almost symbolic of their departure from this world. Yeah, I suppose, Pat, all we can do is really speculate as to what, you know, the significance of those things is. But yeah, all very strange, all very curious, and just some of the many, many quirks of this whole case. Mm. 
Now, the discovery of the letter, um, which uh, you have uh, reproduced uh, some of it in uh, your newspaper this morning. So tell us, how did that letter come about and how was it put together? So the letter was actually um, in fragments. It was torn up. It was found in the rubbish uh, in the house uh, by the guards who went in. Um, It was pieced back together by a uh, a Garda handwriting expert. And I suppose what the letter does is it doesn't solve the mystery, Pat, but what it does do is it offers some clues into the state of mind that um, Hillary and Nicholas Smith were in uh, around that time. So, look, we knew they were reclusive. We knew that they, you know, didn't really have much interactions with their neighbours. Um, we knew that they had more or less cut themselves off from their families. Uh, they hadn't spoken to them in, 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 in many, many years. Um, but what I suppose what this shows is their mindset. And bearing in mind that this was all happening at the height of the the COVID pandemic, um, the letter is signed by both of them, but it would appear that it was written by Hillary Smith and it was that it was written on uh, December 24th, uh, 2020, so Christmas Eve. And this would have been about seven days after the last time that either of them were known to have left the house. And um, in the letter, um, uh, she writes about this distrust that they had of physicians. Um they, she, she said that basically uh, they had uh, excellent health care when they lived elsewhere in the world uh, and that they wished that they had never come to Ireland. And um, What, what sort of interface the, had they had with the health service? I mean, did they um, require the, the services of the HSE and the local hospitals or the local GP or whatever? And by the way, nobody is suggesting that uh, they got anything other than the best of healthcare, but that was not their perception. Uh, what do they, how do they interface with the HSE? Yeah, so um, we know, uh, for example, that um, Nicholas Smith was uh, taking antidepressants and these would have had to have been uh, uh, prescribed. Um, also, we know that about nine months before the letter was written, he was admitted to hospital with chest pains and triage is very urgent but um, after he was seen in the A&E department, he discharged himself later the same day and, and refused uh, further medical examination or treatments. Um, we also know that Hilary Smith had some health issues. She had a history of rheumatoid arthritis and, and hypertension. And um, when she was seen being driven around by her husband, um, she uh, she always had a blanket on her lap in the car, which is suggestive of of health issues. So... Definitely, um, they would have had various inter- interfaces with, with different health services. Um, yeah. uh, now, w- one of the, the clues to their mindset is the mentioning of uh, a doctor, a Dr. Vernon Coleman. Uh, who is he and what does he stand for? Dr. Vernon Coleman, he's a former uh, general practitioner uh, from England and uh, he, he's also a conspiracy theorist, Pat, um, um, he has, I suppose, been responsible for many controversial claims. I, I think the one that um, that may be um, uh, most pertinent to this particular case is uh, uh, a claim that he made, and he, he actually wrote a book about it, claiming that the person most likely to kill someone was their doctor. Now, in this letter, um, Hillary Smith 
describes him as a courageous man who saw what so many missed. Um, so, um, again, we're, we're kind of speculating a bit as to what she's driving at there, but this seems to be, given the tenor of the letter and, and other things that are said in the letter, this seems to be what she's, uh, what mm. she's driving at. Now, when you look up uh, Dr. Vernon Coleman, uh, he was born in 1946. He is uh, obviously... Uh, a doctor, but he's a conspiracy theorist. He's anti-vivisection, anti-vaccination, anti... Uh, well, he denies that uh, AIDS is uh, what it is. Uh, he... Uh, what else does he do? He claimed that COVID-19 is a hoax, that vaccines are dangerous, that face masks cause cancer. Uh, so this is what you're dealing with. And he also believes in the Great Reset, which believes that a cabal of elite figures are attempting to depopulate the global community. So yeah, there's this a whole, is a whole the range of, of stuff yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you know, it might be the case that um, Hillary Smith maybe fell down in a, a rabbit hole on the internet reading this stuff. You know, uh, when people were were were, were locked o- locked away, I suppose um, during the pandemic. Now, uh, at the time, it was thought that they had no relatives, um, but they did. Yeah, um, they, they they claimed to be childless, um, but um, in actual fact, Hillary Smith had a had a boy um, named Michael um, uh, prior to to marrying Nicola Smith. Um, uh, the boy was born in, in 1961, and um, uh, he he was actually raised by his grandmother. And uh, and never knew his mother. Um, uh, his mother basically went off with her husband um, when the boy was about five or six, and uh, and didn't return really. Um, uh, he was uh, a sea captain. He was in the the merchant navy and, and later uh, 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 on cruise ships. And they lived in Hong Kong um, for many, many years. Um, they also lived in, in Western Australia and uh, also in uh, moved back to, to England for a short time. They lived in York, uh, completely unbeknownst to either of their families who, who wouldn't have lived too far away from, uh, from, from that particular area. Um, and then uh, ended up in Ireland in, uh, in 2006. Um, Nicholas Smith also um, had lost contact with his family. He had a brother, um, uh, but they had lost contact in uh, in the 1980s and hadn't spoken, and and, it, and indeed the brother had had absolutely no idea that he was uh, he was living in County Tipperary. All right. Well, it's an extraordinary thing that letter in fragments uh, reassembled by uh, Guard the Forensics and uh, deciphered because the handwriting is not that easy to read. It's uh, been suggested that it was written by an arthritic hand. Uh, so it uh, tells us a little bit more about the lonely deaths of that English couple living in Tipperary. Shane Phelan, Legal Affairs uh, Editor of the Irish Independent, writing about that story on the front of the paper. Uh, thank you very much for uh, joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.